say that but the amount of stuff you actually cut out is very minimal like, it is it is it is and it's not because it's good or bad it's because i'm lazy yeah well see at least you're honest with the people <laughs> i'm like yeah, i don't those three people in czechoslovakia want to know the truth behind what's going on with coke and dink and it's we're lazy and it takes us time to get one episode <laughs> it, out it, it takes a long time yeah especially <laughs> these days man i'm having a hard time getting together it's and you say that even though we're it's, this is an online connection. It's no longer like friends. <laughs> this is like, it can't get any easier than this. <laughs> it, there, there's no easier way that they've made it for us than to just push, hey, uh, call this person and then record. But, you know, we do yeah. what we do. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We, hey, hey. We live how are you, we live. Are you, are you good now? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, record. And that's it. But yeah. we, we, still, we still have issues with that. Usually one of us is a sleepy motherfucker. And the other one is just... <laughs> Usually playing video games or watching video games see one, this, one of the see, two see podcast coming coming soon coming next that's, summer that's the that's the next channel we're working on a couple channels if see, we can see not break the news but get people a little excited too there's more stuff down the wire that's usually why we take bigger breaks we're working on more shit and content to put out we have way well they have more than enough stuff ready we're, for yeah for content we're, we're ambitious we want more we're ambitious, which is also lazy. So is it, is it, it's, a bit, it's a bit of an aim. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's, worst combination. It's very easy to say we got issues. But here we are, back at it again like we never left. Coke and Dank. Dank and Coke. It's the longest wait for an episode to lethal <laughs> weapons. Hey, Dank. Hey, Coke. Why did the Mexican take anxiety medicine? If it's something about jumping beans, we're in for his panic attack. That's pretty good. See again, you think you think it's gonna be offensive? Not, not too bad. Man, we haven't got legal out yet, so like we gotta do the work of allegedly. Like we're hoping just saying allegedly will save us from all the lawsuits that are pending. Yeah. Because yeah. those people in Thailand really didn't like when we said Superman was dead. Because <laughs> we... he was dead. Yeah. Because yeah. we got we got lawsuits. We got issues. But we also got lawsuits. Let's let's focus on the issues right now, because <laughs> I don't want to go down that. All right, you kick off. We get we get. Um, <laughs> what? I'm stuttering. I was gonna say you kick off, and then I got I stuttered because I'm excited to be back. Yeah. Um, like we never left. This is these are what you want to lead in. These are eight random issues we just grabbed from our well four each, right? From yeah, from our stack. From our stack of our stack of stacks. Our stacks at home. So I grab four, you grab four, and just random, and we just shoot the shit about them. Yeah, um, 
typically in previous episodes or episode, it's been more good than bad. We can't say the same for this round. No, this one was a mixed bag. Yeah, mixed, very mixed. Yeah. <laughs> My first comic is uh, Tom Strong, issue number eleven, by the famous Alan Moore and uh, drawn by Chris Sprouse. That's right. Yeah. This is a. Uh... Okay, go ahead. You're, you're yours, so you lead off. I was, I, was, I was about to jump in. It's mine, but it's very, like, briefly mine because, like, I ended up picking it because of things that are coming down the pipeline for us. A yeah. little nod to what's in our future. Um, but this was just one of those wild offset things or properties that we didn't know uh, could be good or not good. Um, Moore has kind of a pattern of either he's incredible with uh, circling in on getting a character's voice and understanding that environment and zone that they live in, mm -hmm. or he just really shoots for the moon and sometimes it misses a mark. Um, Tom Strong is definitely, for me, someone that kind of misses the mark, especially this issue because he's facing Tom Strange, which is like a clone copy of him from a parallel dynamic yeah. Yeah. at the same earth. Yeah. So there's like a lot of meat to already like chew off the bone. Yeah. And if you know anything about Alan Moore, he really likes his words and his explanations. And it's just kind of like his deep understanding of the world that you're placing you in. And that that's like a hit or a miss, right? Like either you really want to be fully immersed or you just want to get to the next panel where someone's punching somebody's face off. Um, yeah. Alan Moore is a mood, right? You got to be in a, in a mood to read his books. Well, like right. you said, that are sometimes very, very, very good and sometimes not right um, right this one starts off with i guess our 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 hero like jetpacking in and like his the whole character is kind of looks like a fish out of water because he's not a real typical superhero like no he's he's a he's, a, he's an, like you know alan moore does his analogs right he's an analog right. of doc savage right from the old days even his origins the same because I've read a lot of this i know this issue is kind of weird it's funny the, the first 10 issues before this are basically standalones well, okay, and then but this, this is this, this is when this one's kind of like trying to start like a whole arc. Yeah, and they're more lighthearted, and this one starts an arc that's a little bit more. Um, but just go, just going off of his actual appearance, like Tom Strong himself is basically wearing like um, rain boots, uh, <laughs> uh, joggers, and a t-shirt. Right. Yeah. The only thing that you would make him seem like a superhero is like he comes in on a jetpack. Yeah. So like, you kind of get that. Okay, cool. Like he's a big deal, but right off the bat, he he's he shows up to this crater where like these firefighters are trying to like put out this fire. And in the center of this crater is actually Tom Strange. Yeah. We don't just... know this at this time. It's just this dude that looks basically identical to Tom Strong yeah. down to the outfit. He's wearing blue pants that are kind of dark and a red t-shirt. So someone that's just picking up the for first time, you're like, what the fuck's going on? So there's that intrigue of like, you want to know what's happening because Strange is like freaking out. Like he's, like having crazy headaches he doesn't know where he is he's not of this world um but there's not really a battle in it right like no, at least there's no fighting is there strong strong is kind of a uh reed richards in the fact that they both have that uh those white streaks but yeah 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 science first like he's qu asking questions before he's shooting guns or um throwing punches so he kind of figures out that like this is a dude that needs help and he already calls in his team um and he's got a like a fun little uh interracial love is legal um team because his his wife he's black his daughter's i guess biracial yeah and uh his his go-to right hand man is a, a ape <laughs> so yeah 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 solomon yeah it's, solomon, it's, kinda, yeah. It, it's already off off the kind of off the rails compared to any sort of typical comic book so like 
you, you kind of buy into it. But as soon as they get back to the lab, that's when it kind of gets uh, copy heavy or like dialogue driven and it's Verbose. that's when it becomes there's your word it kind of becomes a task to figure out what's going on yeah because um, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, of, they're, they're setting up I guess all the backstory of who he is in this yeah, world yeah and, and why it, he belongs or doesn't yeah. belong in this in this universe and you know you remember too, there's a bigger picture here right like Tom Strong is part of uh, the ABC launch that that Alan Moore had so this is an introduction to um, Terra Obscura which is the sister planet to Earth the sister twin planet to Earth which which where Doc, where um tom strange is from right it's kind of like a different dimension but it's not they, they explain it as the like ghost particles that in all that verbiage there's it's basically ghost particles uh are, are where you have two focal points and placing a particle at one end places a ghost of that same particle at the other focal point on top of tom strange having all of this solar energy mass yeah. making him super dense than an average person would be so yeah. there's a lot of science and kind of yeah uh, extras that they're packing into this one punch uh for any like normal comic reader you 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 get the setup you're like okay this they're just getting all this shit out of the way so once the adventure starts right but if you're throwing yourself off and this is the first book yes, if you don't like it past these first couple pages it's probably gonna be a chore for you you're not gonna like it. um he wakes up like uh because strange just passed out and obviously solomon the monkey and all of them have been studying him and trying to figure out what's what they get to the bottom line of you don't belong here we can get you home i got a spaceship right so the whole next plan is strange and strong which is already confusing off the top i don't know if that was intended for them to have such similar names i guess because well because they're they're he's it's a, a ghost. relaunch of the same character and then they're, yeah. they're trying to tie a lot of these things together yeah. but like that threw me off and reading it i was like wait strange is who and strong is who and because obviously we're paid by marvel my first strange is doctor and my first strong is Mark. <laughs> yeah. Although Mark strong does more DC films than he does Marvel films. That's a little, I am DB extras back to the story as strange is freaking out. Strong is just trying to reel him in and let him know. Um, it's not okay that you're here, but we can get you back to where you need to be. Uh, I want to talk about the art briefly because yeah. it goes, it, it it breaks up between kind of being in a cold lab and you're getting all the hard dialogue, but they space that out with any type of flashback or ex, uh, explanations or ex, expository. They'll give you these very nice kind of cinematic paddles of just space and like beautiful colors. Yeah. yeah, the art's really cool, yeah. So like that at least stretches it out between as much information as they're trying to jam pack into you so like you get it right and we've read enough more that we understand his tone and what he's building to but if this is your first read i don't know if there's enough in here to save you considering it's not even a typical comic book like there's no fights in this there's no, no. big bombs there's no uh i want your girl <laughs> or your daughter kind of <laughs> shit there's no you, you damn dirty ape like there's none of that right this is all like here's the science about it like it's this all set is, up yeah this is this is the mission that we're going on. So by the end of the book, it's basically um, Tom and sorry, Strong and Strange in a ship, and this nice little meadow moment where Strong opens up like a little compartment and he starts pulling out comic books. So it's nice that Moore has these little meta jokes that are kind of like circling around the drain because he understands where the characters are revolving and what he's trying to place them up to. So like, there's little moments in this comic that I did enjoy. But it, 
was not it's a, a hard, smooth like, read. No, yeah. it's a hard first read. The final pages is they finally get to the, his homeworld planet and Terra Obscura, yeah. Yeah, you actually see some kind of cool stuff about to happen. But in comic book tradition, that's as far as they're gonna go for this issue. Yeah, so uh, if you read the next one, it's more it's way more action. They actually go there and they they have to fight off the thing that's killing his planet and yeah the planet's in peril there's like yeah. all these all of his i guess comrades are just flying off into space in these green bubbles so like there's a lot of interest here but i i wish you cut off half of the story and kind of jump jump cutted me to where the action is like this for uh, me, yeah, yeah if they started the book at like oh yo he's at this crazy point with strange we don't know how they got there and you kind of see this they walk it back alien ship yeah and then they they pull it back at least i'm a little more like how do we get back to where we are right now right so um and his girl's name's tesla which i laughed at too tesla yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. i guess that was before the car so it's it's a little it, more yeah this is 2001 he, he's born on like we well, have to get the origins of him but he's yeah he's born under pressure basically that's why he's so strong like on an island, like on a tropical island, under pressure. It's the same way Doc Savage is. He's an analog of Doc Savage, so it's right from his origin. So he it met is, his uh, wife there. I will give this. It, it is a very good looking book. Um, mm-hmm. I can't. I can't say that I would go past this first issue though. Well, this eleventh issue. <laughs> Fair enough. Of where we started. <laughs> yeah. And, th- and this was my pick, so already I'm starting off with a great. You know what? This is probably not the book for you, unless you're really in depth with understanding kind of. They might people. That's so. That's the funny thing. Tom Strong does have a hardcore following. People love. There's a, there's a group, certain group of people that love that book because it takes them back to a to an older generation of comics. Um, I think that, I think of, it's I think it's fair to say that any comic book that has multiple runs or issues has its following, right? It's 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 usually sure. Can but you this, pick up new followings, or can you find new people to like something that's yeah for sure? But this one has a following because of. Um, it's, the way it's written and yeah yeah it's 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 nostalgic the style of it's nostalgic for like old kind of cheesy um do-gooders right if which, you will which like you get a taste of but like it's it's not as apparent as like let's say a classic superman right like i right. get that strong is a good guy but really just seemed like a nerd yeah. for most of this and it's like well he's built not like a nerd right so yeah yeah well that's yeah that's, that's the other thing too he's not really a superhero he's just he's kind of like He's a really he's a, smart he's dude. A, he's a science hero, right? So with, with a smoking hot black wife. Yeah, and, yeah. And actually, his his daughter has a spinoff and uh, of a couple issues, and it's really it's really cool. She goes to different dimensions and meets different versions of her family. It's pretty funny. Whereas one version, there's one version. Oh, we'll talk about that time. But you anyways. sound like a fan. Would you read past? Uh, I didn't like Tom Strong that much. No, <laughs> I, I've I've read a lot of it. It was it wasn't like I I get it. It's not really for me. I like some of the other his other work better, but. Um, it was all, it was okay. It gets better, kind of better, but yeah. That's, that's not a, a, a strong endorsement if it only. Gets well, I'm not trying to endorse it. You asked me if I liked it. It's it's. Well, that's I, the, I, I understand the appeal. It's not really my stuff. That's what we do for we got issues, right? Would you keep yeah. reading this, or would you go back to like start it again? Like, would you continue? I would finish thing? this arc to see how it because because it's a two parter. Um, I would first time reading this because I, I hate leaving stuff unfinished. It bothers me. Fair enough. Uh, so I would have finished that and see how it ends. And I, I have finished it before. And, and the second part is much, much more interesting. I don't mind. I'll take care of, but I don't mind leaving stuff uh, where they fall. Yeah. Um, if I don't like it, I don't want to. Well, yeah, that's trying to finish something. So yeah, for me, this is that's where fair. I would leave it. Um, and then there's always Wikipedia. So if I really wanted to know how it ends, yeah, 
I could just ask that question and go for the Coles notes. No, that's fair. I should actually I should I should say I agree with that. If I if I don't like something, I'm not gonna force myself to read it. But if I'm kind of on the fence about it, I was like, I'll give it a chance to kind of wrap up to see it unfold. Yeah, but yeah, you're. We've read enough comic books to see what uh, writers are doing when they kind of like yeah heavy copy in the beginning. It's just oh they're getting out all this exposition so they can have the fun and oh and yeah it, if the tone of writing's off, I'll drop an issue like middle midway through the issue like so I won't even finish it. I'll be like ah it's just <laughs> don't get started on our other segments that we're gonna start okay. doing. Yeah, uh, so we'll do my first one. Uh, Ambush bug number two. Right on from nineteen eighty five. It was so funny when I saw this in my pile. I was like, I didn't even realize I had this. I remember the cover, but I didn't realize with a giant koala. But I didn't realize it was Ambush Bug because Ambush Bugs, he's always in the back of like DC books, kind of advertising other things and being, he's basically like their Deadpool, right? In a way. Um, so I was like, oh, I actually have a book of him that's sick. So I got to read it because I don't remember it. Yeah, very much breaks the fourth wall. And yeah. you, you can tell he's basically their merch man because yes. of the amount of advertisements that are oh, littered God, yeah. be- between um and and in the actual comic but it kind of works for the the type of character that he is i like this as did i i didn't i didn't love it but i like i enjoyed it it was a fun read uh it takes place in metropolis and deals with a giant walking koala bear i laughed way more than i was expecting to yeah it's it's fun it's a fun little um fun little time from 1985 too so i mean that's that definitely shows um the yes. artwork while good and kind of uh, proficient you can see it start to fade right like you you know the difference between a comic made within the last kind of century <laughs> compared to the golden age which is like bleeding out and kind of turning into like acid wa- not acid watch but like wa- wash down and everything starts to fade out from the actual color that it was when it was popular yeah did you notice the um the best 10 books so this is off topic of 1984 inside the cover Yes, the the amazing heroes. And they're yeah, and they're advertising Marvel stuff in here. That's a great ten list to review, by the way. Isn't that cool? Yeah, Swamp. So Swamp Thing number one, John Sable number two, American Flag three, Teen Titans four, Fantastic Four five, uh, X Men at six, Blue Devil at seven, which surprised me. Atari Force at eight, Doctor Strange at nine, and Power Pack at ten. I'm super surprised they didn't. They included Marvel um, runs. I yeah, strange. Yeah, I would have totally cheated the system and put like just DC and DC off. That's well, it's yeah, that's what I, I was I was surprised. Like you would not get this today. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're so at each other's throats today. Nobody's reaching across the aisle. I just thought that was fun to note because I was like, oh wow, hey, Marvel stuff in DC books. But they definitely give themselves a head up. Like they they bolded and made sure that Swamp Thing, Blue Devil, Atari Force, and T Titans all stand out. Yes, you're right. Yeah, they they, they they did what they could, yeah, for sure. But I totally would have like wrote dr strange in like white ink so you can read it <laughs> and this is part of his mystique right <laughs> um i um, constantly laughed every time they cut to showing a giant uh, koala playing golf yes they did it like three times and every time it got an amazing laugh for me because it was so not what i was expecting this this yeah this book's it's ridiculous it's stupid ambush he's contacted by a janitor from paddywhack a place with uh, multiple departments and this is giant koala is running amok and the fist crashes through the ceiling to pound the janitor into putty like three times <laughs> just like, like kept doing it <laughs> like okay well he's dead <laughs> and then he what, what's his, his goal he dresses up in an attempt to seduce the koala and just gets eaten he meets yes. a nice couple inside his stomach like there's if, a there's a whole like three pages of him inside the stomach talking yeah. to the other doctor and his wife who's in yeah. there yeah there's a nice couple inside the koala stomach and he's just like 
So yeah, so where's the? He's basically asking where the antidote in. He's like, oh, it's in my file cabinet. He's like, sweet, and he transports out. Not like not taking the doctor and his wife out of the stomach. He no, just, just himself. Them there. So like, there's all those kind of like tongue in cheek moments of, this is complete. Like this is you could cut and paste Deadpool into this scenario and yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, you'd get the same sort of effect. And then the the, the, the where he gets the antidote from is from Dark Side. <laughs> Working yeah, at McDonald's. Such a left <laughs> so ending. I was like, this like, is... <laughs> why not? Why wouldn't you have? He gets Dark the Side antidote. And Dark Side's working at McDonald's. That's, that was, I was like, what the fuck? Like, how else? It doesn't he like dressed up as Marilyn Monroe, right? Like that's the comic, yeah. the white dress, the the wig, the one random black person in it, and they say, uh, "Don't tell me you no know, make no jab fuzzy wuzzy." So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely of the time of white writers trying to talk for black actors or for lack of a better word, black characters and if you thought this is bad i got a <laughs> i got an issue for you oh yeah well there's one thing i want to know before we leave um this episode is that this knick-knack. is actually knick-knack. Nick, yeah that's because the koala keeps saying knick-knack. That's knick-knack, right. yeah. this is the first appearance of johnny dc who's the continuity police i did not so this is actually a first appearance yeah, of her and- not great uh, character development in terms of the look and the aesthetic. No, it looks, right? looks ridiculous. <laughs> it's basically the DC old school logo with the, the shield and the four stars, but like a stick person behind yeah, it yeah. and a head, like yeah. an a, a, a actual head. So, But this is this is her first ever appearance, which I thought was interesting. And I was like, hey, hopefully she makes it into the Snyder Cut. Yeah, we- <laughs> <laughs> and this comic will be worth something. <laughs> hopefully we can find issues that just keep her, her name alive and we'll have a new different yeah. thread. Um, but totally weird. Don't take it seriously, and it's better when you don't, because you end up enjoying it way more than you thought you would. Yes, agreed. Uh, I would read another one of these. Easy. Yeah. So would I. this was actually only a four issue run. So this this was issue two of a four, and I was like, man, I wish I had the whole thing. But all right. All right. What you got next? Well, I'm go- I'm going straight to the money issue of Luke Cage, Power oh, Man, God. Marvel's greatest creators. Also number one. Love to hear that. Um, while reading this. Uh, so we're going to give all our credit to Don McGregor uh, for the writing and Rich Buckler for the artist. Um, oh, I didn't say who, who did Ambush Bug, did I? You should. You should give some credit to the I writers. I should, absolutely. And I skipped right over them. Keith Giffen, Robert Lauren Fleming. It was written and artist Keith, Griffin, Keith Giffen and Bob Oxner. So he wrote Andrew with some help. So yeah, w- let's move to my number second uh issue yeah. of marvel's greatest greatest number one written by don mcgregor and drawn by rich buckler uh this is luke cage power man and it's about uh, 76 right yeah 76 around there it shows its age oh, very God. very very quickly because within the first page of a character whose whole premise is he's stronger than anybody and his skin can't kind of be penetrated like he's just a, a walking bulletproof shield they have him chained to a bridge. So That's the opening of like, this is my hero. He's already bound and chained to a bridge um, and screaming out, idiot, and not idiot. J-I-T, idiot. So this is definitely a copy heavy comic book. And that's not a good thing because the amount of things we read are not good for the character that you're trying to write. Out of all the issues that we read for this, this was um, the hardest. 
Yes. For me, this was, it was. Considering how far they've come with Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, and, and not, even, not even like. Um, Power Man, I should say. Not even that it's like, it's offensive because it is offensive. To, <laughs> yeah. It's very offensive. But not only that, but it's like, it's so it's not, exposure heavy too. And it's like. Yeah. And it's not good. They don't understand. It's not good. Luke yeah. Cage. He does yeah, a lot exactly. of things that aren't titular for the the hero of the book like he plays some second fiddle in a lot of situations and the way that they like there's a whole part where they follow the detective and who the detective's dating i'm like i don't care about this guy like he's already but uh sticking with the the copy um uh hey billy it almost looks like there's a man hanging there under the bridge and i was like that's not a good thing for any of your characters to say about uh uh, black hero, even That's, if he looks yeah. like he's hanging from a bridge, yeah. But the connotation of it is not gonna fly it over. <laughs> um, th- there's this whole thing about like him. Uh, this is still within like the first three, four pages. He's yep. hanging from the bridge, and he's he's talking about like cry, cry, cry. So already he looks like weak for a superhero because he's already talking about like crying and getting out of it. But there's like this part about Cage talking about you know those old school posters with the kitten singing hanging on there mm-hmm. um cage does not look adorable as the kittens in the poster i was like what um it, he re- it, he wrenches at change savagely so they found a way to use chains and wrenches and savagely in a line yeah uh the chains are also the chains also break bondage broken at the cost of blood yeah like, yeah that yeah that one really lands uh, lands on a boat that's not a good connotation. Then breaks the boat. Not a good connotation. Jumps off to sw- to swim. I was like, this is the first four pages. I'm like, I'm supposed to be cheering this guy. Like he's basically like slavery man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not. It was not a good look. Um, the whole premise of the book is he's been hired to take down Adonis Chemicals. Like there's this case where like all these and I would have been perfect just starting there, right? Like I don't know if this carried on from a previous issue where. Someone bound him. I like, and it played out like a whole, like he was James Bond too, right? Like the bridge is opening yes. in the middle. So he's bound right in the middle. So at the highest point, obviously he's going to get ripped apart, which I don't know would work for this type of character. So I don't even know if the writer understood the superhero that, well, clearly he didn't because all of the things we no. caught. He, no, he was just excited to. Anyway, he's, as much he's fine. He swims to shore, ends up going to a movie to meet his friend and like <laughs> to talk like shit about like this Adonis case. Yeah. Which was weird, but I just laughed that his friend, um, Dick Summers, leaves to go catch out with Winnie. So like, he went. Dick went for a win. Yeah, was the one joke I made that they didn't weren't smart enough to. No, there's also a guy in here named Grassy Moss. There is. There are some very colorful names in here. Cockroach Jones. I was just gonna. Oh, Cockroach Hamilton. Yeah, that was. So he's out for revenge against Cockroach Hamilton, and that man has the coolest gun. Like, like, Cockroach seemed like a like a not like an all right dude, but like he, he seemed at least like three dimensional. The fact that he was eating cheesy nibs throughout the <laughs> kind of comic made me yeah. laugh. Like he seemed fully functional. And he's got a revolver with like nine barrels, and he's he nicknamed it Josh. So like all that shit's I, cool, despite him looking like a cheesy pimp. Yeah, which yeah, undercuts everything that you would like about the character. Yeah. Um. The next day in Cage's apartment, he wakes up. Which is weird because he wakes up in that metal crown that he's always been wearing. Yes. So I like you sleep in that. Like that was a conscientious choice for him to be like, yeah, he sleeps in this. Like he likes this weird crown. Anyway, um, 
he's woken up by goons, which is basically the lawyer and the Adonis kind of who runs the spot, uh, Adonis Chemical who runs the spot, uh, Mr. Grunge. And they want to sue because I guess why not sue um, <laughs> Luke Cage? Um, there must be something that happened in like a previous a previous issue. episode. Yeah, because his wi- his mouth's all wired, giant, wired up. Yeah, and it looks like uh, Cage put a hurting on him because there's one panel where he smush faces him to talk to the lawyer and i laughed at that like yeah he that breaks, was funny yes. he breaks the lawyer's glasses which is like this is a terrible lawyer like right off the bat there you have two extra kind of charges that you can throw for your um client but you just kind of just no. got dummied by cage yeah <laughs> yeah um they leave this detective comes in who's looking for his like social insurance card and look Cage is like, I don't have it right now. You, <laughs> right, you, shouldn't yes. have, you shouldn't have to give it to him. Like, you're in Cage's house. He's like, you want to make you some tea? He's like, nah, I just want yeah, your social yeah, insurance yeah. card. He's looking for Cage's social insurance, like, like social what? security card. That's that's remember, right? Like, he's looking for Cage and somebody else. In his house, right? Like, he didn't see the two goons just leaving, like, harassing Luke Cage. He just wants to essentially harass Cage. Yeah, but he pushes by them. <laughs> yes, it's... If this is weirdly written in terms of these are your characters and these are the people I'm supposed to be cheering for. Um, anyway, the the detective leaves and he gets a side story that I was like, I'm skipping these pages because I don't care about him and his girl in the park. Because like he's he brings her like a dress, yep. like a gift. And I was like, where's the action? Cut she changes. She action. changes in the park. It's, it's or weird. no, she she puts it on. It's kind of cut it's... back to the action. There's a truck that's actually carrying this Adonis chemicals that. Apparently, this whole issue was supposed to be about, so finally the action's coming. Um, these commandos jump in, and Cage goes to work, right? Like, finally, we get to see him action and see him doing, like, some cool shit. Um, oh, I Piranha forgot to Jones. say... Piranha Jones. Yeah, Piranha Jones finally shows up, and this is finally when we get the one quote that I've been waiting for. He says, sweet, cre- sweet Christmas. Yeah. But he's also saying... I'm, he also says weird things like, I'm scattering your cards to the wind. <laughs> And Piranha Jones like has this weird panel where like he bites him right on the neck. Right on the neck. Yeah. It, it doesn't look good. I mean, I get that he's a villain, but like nothing hits. I think the way that they wanted it to. He calls the like the goons a very, a, a ugly pair of Bobsy twins, and like I, I'm not from Harlem, but I guarantee you, there's nobody black in Harlem calling anybody Bobsy twins. So like that threw me off. Uh, Piranha Jones has a tank of piranhas, which was kind of cool, but this this is this was not good. <laughs> no, it's, it's it was like I said, this is we were at eight issues, random issues. This was by far for me the hardest read. I was like, this is the worst issue. Yeah, there's not a good looking, comic. It's not a good, not good representation written. of anything. It's. It, I mean, it looks okay, but it's only because it's from the '70s, so they were going for white vibrant bright colors everything splash tones and like you're getting the pows and the zooms and stuff mm-hmm. I'm like sweet and it's nice to see black kind of in this scenario because we weren't getting black led heroes around this time but if this is how you're gonna do them like i'm all right just still reading batman like yeah fuck it's you a, guys. Bit of, a bit of a backhanded compliment there's this one line that said uh and cage painfully jerks it um <clears throat> he's trying to jerk off this net and i just isolated that one line because that's kind of the highlight for this issue. It was me finding the funny jokes that weren't there, that were not there because they don't understand tone, character, black people. Um, and it doesn't end like it ends on it to be continued. Like uh, cage dummies, 
piranha, but then cockroach shows up, and then one of the 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 bins of chemicals like cracks open. So it's like a to be continued. That's right, gas leak. Yeah, I'm I'm not going any further than that. No, if there's it's trash. ever an issue to burn, if there's ever an issue to burn, it's this one. So no, it's, it's trash, man. I I couldn't stand it. I could I it got me like I oh man, it was such a hard read. I couldn't read it all at once. Like there's so much I hate when there's overexposure and I hate it even more when it's all like subtly and not even subtly, just racist jokes. I was like, I can't racist and just like tone deaf and tone deaf, like, thank you stereotypical because i don't i don't i i'm not gonna say that the writer mcgregor is a racist but i know i don't think so either neither do i i just definitely there was a tone deaf and kind of a a a not understanding of if you're going to write these characters you should get these characters in the room to help you write it and i just mean that by like black people or people with black faces people of color or people that weren't just white kind of cookie cutter comic book writers because that was a very insulated community back when it was booming, right? We were yeah. getting all these different types of characters, great. But if it's coming from the same person and they don't understand kind of the the nuances and like the balances and kind of the ebbs and flows, then it it, it doesn't read well. Yeah, no, it does not. And and the, the weird thing is the cover art draws you in. It's fantastic. It's dynamic, right? You get Power Man in large font. You have Luke Cage standing, shirt open. Those when he was wearing his cheesy silk shirt and blue yep. pants a wall of fire behind him and then you have cockroach and piranha kind of framing him in looking like there's a big battle about to happen so but in kind of comic book tradition we never get that panel and the story is nowhere close to how as good as it looks on the cover um if you can avoid it avoid it but if you like there's a mention of bongo drums which i didn't get to talk about and that was weird um I want to turn the page on this. It's not good, but you should kind of see what was out there at certain times so you know how far they've come. That's true. I was actually like, because you, you, you know that before going in, you know that like in the seventies and, and whatnot, there's it wasn't great. It wasn't it wasn't great. But then you actually read this shit, and it's like, Jesus Christ! It was, <laughs> and 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 imagine being kids at that age. Like you didn't know any better, right? You're just kind no, of no, and it's, and it's not like it says. It's not like it's hostile. It's not like um aggressive or anything like that it's just fucking like you said tone deaf it's like completely yeah. just like it's like he's yeah you didn't a have black a person before yeah and the three black person he chose was a like a runaway slave uh, a big boss with piranha teeth and a pimp who likes yeah. cheap lips yeah and sure they may exist but that's not really the only kind of archetypes that you're gonna find within no it's not this uh Let's move I on. Could. I never <laughs> want to see it again. We'll, we'll move on. But we'll 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 stick with Marvel uh, with the Web of Scarlet Spider number three from nineteen ninety five. Splash colors. This was like eye booming, full of like oranges, blues, golds. Yeah. Reds, like I love this time of comics, like in the nineties. Sorry to cut you early. No, no, you going. The look of it is always so dynamic. Like this is when. I feel like comic books were at its highest. Like this is where they always drew you in with all the action and everything that was going on. Like every panel was always jammed in with something. Yep. And no, I, and go ahead, issue, go ahead. And yeah, this issue is no different, right? No. It. Um, I remember this one. Like I actually, I loved it because I think the colors. Uh, sorry, written by uh, Tom DeFalco and Todd DeZago, and artist is Tom Morgan. This. 
I remember I remember this one as a kid. I remember it well, and it's it's well used too because like the cover is ripped from the the pages and stuff. Right. Uh, and I remembered it because I was like, I love I just love Scarlet Spider. I love that design, red suit with the uh, blue white, hoodie. White, yeah, white T-shirt kind of. With the blue hoodie, the red suit, and the the bracelets or whatever the bracers. I thought that was the coolest fucking. The web the web shooter and bracelets. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was the coolest look as a 90s kid. You're like, oh my God, this is like. Yeah, he was so he was so punk to like um, Spider-Man's rock and roll. Like, he was yes, so, yes, and, yeah, and said, yeah. Oh, something new. I'm going to like it. Fuck it. Yeah. I didn't understand it, what the hell was going on as a kid. Uh, this is from 95, so I was still pretty young. Right. I didn't know what was going on. I just thought Scott Spider was a dick. Uh, it turns out that which he, which he is, which he is, not, but it's not, not Ben. It's actually, not Ben Riley. It's not Peter Parker. It's a um, fusion between Joe Wade and Doc Ock's cybernetic Scarlet Spider holographic copy. So, so going the, the, back to the, those '90s um, yeah. comic books, they really went off the deep end well, in terms yeah. of plots and crazy things are happening. Um, yeah. So yeah. this is the female Doc Ock's cybernetic Scarlet Spider holographic <laughs> copy. So she had these copies of Scarlet Spider. And Joe Wade, who's a cop, he um, is fused with one of them, and he just kind of goes nuts. And his partner, Stephanie Briggs, uh, finds Scott Spider, finds him in some wreckage after a Doc Ock explosion. Fire starter. You can also tell it, it's the 90s because uh, like they have superhero names like Turbo. Yeah, the New Warriors. The New, Warrior, the new Warriors were Justice, Firestar, Turbo, and Powerhouse. It's literally like they had a dartboard and just... It sounds it like the fucking American Gladiators. Yeah, it probably is. Right. It probably was on in the background. And they uh, go after him. Uh, he's says, voice. You know, he <laughs> took the whole book. One thing that drove me nuts was he goes, he, 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 a lot. <laughs> yeah, he, he gave me shades of like, uh, I thought for a second before doing the research that it was going to be Cassidy, right? Like he's got a lot of yeah, uh, yeah. Um, psychopath tendencies. And then when he basically like pushes himself up on Firestarter. I was like, okay, this is definitely Cassidy, right? Like he's just going in it for it. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a he's a he's a he's a lunatic. There's that Jenny Craig line which is pretty funny. He's a pervert. Um, at the beginning. But at the what I read my notes, Firestar meets him and he's kind of a pedo rapist vibing motherfucker who never shuts up. <laughs> Nail on the head. I didn't want yeah. to say it. But yeah, he definitely there's a lot of those vibes like strong. Because she was always like, because she thinks he's the real Scott Spider. And yeah, he we, was part of the New Warriors. So she's like, what's going on with you? What's what's your problem? Firestar does. And he just he just grabs her and starts making out with her. Like, <laughs> Wait, that's what not. We, that's not Peter's move. That's not Riley's move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's like, get off of me. Because her, her boyfriend, of course, is, is Justice. Like, um, Action's great. Um, it's cool. Yeah. And it, kind of all over the place. It's weird that Spider-Man comics always go back to clones and like copies of things i don't know why that became the trope, but riley is the king of i'm not really me so and then he he ends up going silver after an explosion so i was like yeah he's like metal (laughs) yeah it was this was all over the book all over the board but like completely took me back to being a kid in the 90s reading comics when comics were just so much more complicated than they needed to be there was so much shit going on and i was surprised i even got issue to issue i probably didn't i was just like all right i got enough from this one issue that i'm just gonna move on to something else like, yeah. you get like three storylines all convoluted into this and nothing gets resolved and they were so continuity heavy so if you didn't know what happened in the other like three spider-man books you had no idea what was going on here it was he said he's this this new Scarlet Spider starts and then he goes on like a like a mischievous rampage right. and then fights Firestar 
and and it's about to like move in for the kill shot. That's it. That's how it ends. That's the whole story. But it, like we're not selling it. The, no, the no, no. Is, it, it's so dynamic. Like it starts off with action. It's constantly paced and moving. Yep. You can't really keep still. It's never boring. It's, no, not at all. It's just super convoluted. And the fact that it's another clone is you laugh. Yeah. It's like, oh but god, it, here it, we go. It looks so 90s, if that makes any sense to anybody who was reading comics in the 90s. Yeah, bright, like you said, bright colors, dynamic action, cheesy lines, but but you're yeah. you like you're all in, you don't care anyway. Like it's, yeah, you're like it's comics, you're like whatever. Your hero okay. is your hero, right? So if this was truly Ben Riley, you wouldn't care he was saying all this crazy shit. Yeah. Which kind of pulls you in because I was like, oh sweet, we get a Riley issue until he starts doing all of this out of character. Like, wait a second, who's this, fuck is this guy? And then the face opened up. I was like, ooh. Yeah, I this was I think this was like a four or five issue run for this particular story. I probably would have I probably would have kept going just to see where it goes. But it's not it's not great. It's just very 90s, like you've been yeah. saying. So it's Yeah, it's it weird. I, I, I would have kept reading, but I definitely wouldn't have been in depth reading. I definitely wouldn't have been going page to page. Oh no, yeah, you just flip it. Yeah, you flip how the panels it. go, yeah. And then you'll probably forget about it in a month, right? You'll, I remember the colors, but I didn't remember what happened. And then even as a kid, I was like, I don't know what I, I had no idea what was going on because it's so quick. It's like, oh yeah, you're not actually, you're not actually uh, Ben Riley or anything. You're just Joe Wade who was bond, who was fused with the, you know, cybernetic yeah. copy, holographic cut. It's like what? what? And, and now you're metal. It's like what? <laughs> all I want him to be is Ben Riley with a kick-ass blue hoodie. Yeah. What he's got? It's not bad. It's just not. It's good. just whatever. It's, it's popcorn. And then the fact that he's a pedophile rapist. That was weird. And she's a teenager, too. So that's even weirder. Yeah. And then, but like, again, going back to the 90s, like, it's super weird to look back at these comics and know, like, these, this was the tone because this was kind of the writer's room and this was what's going on kind of in the world, right? Like, we weren't as woke as we are now, not to say we should be more or less, but you can definitely tell when it's a, a male-driven writer's room or a predominantly Caucasian writer's room. Yeah. compared to all the other stories that you're trying to tell like it's... women have always been in comics but women always haven't been the voice of comics no. so it's glaring now right like we can laugh at it but man coming up in it imagine all the stuff that was imprinted on you thinking like oh, okay no, yeah. that's how, that's how exactly talk. who knows what you to... take away from this shit too hopefully you don't take away that much because it's comic books right well, not, i haven't forced myself on a woman yet so i think i'm okay <laughs> Just go, just keep on like Tom, Tom Strong. Where yeah, inter- yeah, he's much more positive. He is an interracial marriage is an interracial, uh, yeah, in the future. So that's yeah. good. Good for him. All right, what uh, you got next? I'm gonna move to the Spectre, which is another way not to live your life or possibly live your life. Um, I, I really like this one. <laughs> it's, it's it's fucking great. I really <laughs> like this one. All the gears that they tried to include in this. Um, it's written by J.M. Demetis and drawn by Ryan Sook. Um, if I got it wrong, um, apologies. Join the club. There's a list of actors. Yeah, you, you pronounce writers. Nothing, right? uh, yeah, no, that's, that's not my thing. I don't do that. Um, no. This is the second part of a... Sorry, this is the first part of a new book, but the second part... Ex- the, the previous book explains how Hal Jordan is now in possession of the Spectre, which is just a crazy concept in itself. Like, I don't know if you knew. I barely knew. I think I remembered it at a time that Hal Johnson had taken up the mantle. I did not know that. No, I actually did not know that. And I, I'm not, I'm not a Spectre fan, but I, I like Spectre, but I had no idea. And this was coming out of after he became Parallax and kind of went insane. They had to kill him. Yes. Somehow all of these kind of mysterious forces found a way to put him back together. So in the previous book, you get a lot of him trying to figure out how he's now back in the world and his brother on a different journey 
thinking that he saw his brother, not showing if he did or not. Um, this book really gets into how powerful Spectre is with Hal Jordan and the fact that we get all the Albin Sur fucking flexes, which I love because cool. yeah, really cool. in, in most Green Lantern books, we only get him briefly and then he's, he's roadkill, right? Like he's always the guy who gave Hal Jordan the ring first, right? And that's because he died. Um, this one opens up in amazing fashion with like, like only because I only use Ghost Rider because that's kind of where I started with comic books in terms of supernatural. Like he's showing kind of this uh, would-be killer what his future would look like. So he's got hellfire and everything all around him. He's basically saying like, uh, you you can follow through with what you're thinking, or you can change take your chance to like save yourself by not doing what what it is you're going to do right like which is which is a direct like violation of the specter code if that's what you want to call it. like they're not supposed to give them choices it's supposed to be all. like ghost rider like spirit of vengeance type shit right which is cool already like they're setting the tone of how 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 jordan is always kind of the rule breaker anyway yeah. so the yeah. fact that he's found another kind of green entity to be like well let's bend the rules over here is is great kind of character analysis like i love that off the bat right so you may not understand specter as much or how johnson as much but the fact that how already... yeah i keep i keep saying how so johnson, johnson and joanne mcleod that's what that's my go-to man yeah. that's canadian kind of um history <laughs> and, uh... that's why i was thinking the same thing as soon as you said it i just started I, I keep saying that but i gotta write i gotta write out jordan 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 um the fact that they understood these two characters for two i guess different crowds and still find a way to like put them together and then give us all of this crazy like existential and kind of theoretical and philo philosophical ideas because obviously the the man that he's the soul he's trying to save makes the right choice but then it goes into how the specter is talking to hal about like you can't really interfere the way you want to like this is a this is a power you need to come to grips with and hal's already got kind of a broken brain like he's manifesting Albin Sur to be his kind of Jiminy Cricket conscious to be yep. like what's going on like I'm supposed to be dead and he's like you're not though like you're back like this this whole comic was such a great kind of exercise on what it what like the afterlife is and like what it means to be alive and what it means to, like your, your choice in like the future or like uh, manifest destiny and like fate like they had all these different threads that they were pulling and they just did it in such amazing artwork too. There's all these great kind of subtle moments of, I want to say contemplation, but it's really just like Spectre holding like planets and kind of like he moves through the cosmos so effortlessly that it's 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 cool. Like I just fucking rate it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really the, cool. No, it's really cool. The side story is his brother kind of looking, talking to his ex-wife. Which I loved. Um, I thought that was awesome. They share, they're like sharing stories back and forth about him. Because her, his brother believes that he's still alive, but yeah. obviously she's moved on. She's already married. She doesn't. So, like, that's a great thread for if you keep reading. This is a story that's probably going to hit um, a nail to the head. This this comic also had, like, great little cameo drops. Like, yeah. For two pages. That. You got Batman just fucking up shit, and then Superman makes a drop. And with one line, he's just like, we got to talk about this new Spectre. Yeah. Yeah, talking about it's, like, right, yeah. it's like oh like sweet so like there's another reason for you to keep reading this comic um i have nothing bad to say about this i fucking love it i don't really want to give away how it ends in this specific no you don't need to yeah issue because there's a battle and it doesn't go the way that you're thinking it's gonna go the fact that hal is so conflicted 
before even starting this battle lends to self to kind of how it all shakes out. But you're constantly learning, like they're constantly kind of giving you new characters and kind of new deities and demons that you have to deal with. And I don't even understand if they're on this plane or if they're on the kind of the afterlife plane or on Oh, like when, a, Mythos, when Mythos yeah, grabs her? A, a stereo plane. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're constantly pushing through kind of the borders for lack of better kind of definition. They keep breaking kind of the boundaries of what this character is and where he's going and what he can do. And the fact that they used how, I think it was just a great, whoever's idea was just on a good one. Cause I fucking love this book, man. Yeah, and it's I, really good, really good. I liked it a lot too. I'm still reading. So I definitely recommend it. Uh, so we'll go on to, um, out of the big two, we'll do a Dark Horse comic uh, by Joe Wagner and Killian Plunkett, Star Wars Shadow of the Empire. Number Woo! two. Our um, first. This is our first issue of doing Star Wars in our yeah. comic book podcast. Yeah, it's from 96. We've had this podcast for how long now? And we have never touched Star Wars. So this is actually, and this is kind of just a side piece of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that should tell you basically how much we're into Star Wars. Cause... Yeah, well, you're into it more than I. I don't mind. We're kind of both like, man, like not man, but like I'm, I'm good with it. I've watched some movies. I can say I've enjoyed some movies. I've yeah. watched some TV shows. I can say I've enjoyed some TV shows. I haven't read a lot of comics. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because I don't know if I would get it if I didn't have the foundation of what the comic books, sorry, of what the movies have given to me, right? Like, yeah. There's something weird about reading a comic book after you've seen or heard a character on TV or... Oh, yeah, you, you carry their voice, yeah. Right. So, like, you see Vader and we're doing the Vader voice. You see... Lando, you're doing the Lando voice. You know what to do for the art, the the Chewbacca voice, right? Um, I love the fact that they write R2 as A R T double O. So you're actually saying R2. R2. So there's little nods like that are kind of cool. But in yeah, terms if we of, if we ever did a Star Wars episode, we have to get Whippet on here. Yeah, for someone who's kind of in, embedded in it. Yeah. I think the fact that we have a background in it kind of helps. Yeah, yeah. I I, I get it. You, I was gonna say get it. Right? I was gonna say it hurts for a lot of the space scenes because I. Oh, okay. Sorry. I've I've seen what they. Well, yeah, like you're right in the like it helps for us to have a foundation. That's great reading it, but there are certain moments where, in a space fight, if your frame of reference is on a movie and seeing what they've done on the big screen with a space fight, to go to a comic and expect to kind of get that same sort of energy. You're not. Yeah. You're not right no matter how many ways you try and they're really trying right like there's this great panel of like x-wings uh the millennium falcon uh all going to like this one planet and they got the stars kind of jumping into light speed but you know it's a it's a comic right like it's not the same as when you watch the movie and you could see them all jump into kind of the next scenario yeah there is. well so shadows of the empire for those who don't know even i knew this it takes place between empire strikes back and return of the jedi and for this book, Vader's tracking Luke from Bespin, from Bespin on, and sends Jix, his, his, everybody's favorite uh, mercenary, Jix, Bounty Hunters, out to join Jabba, Jabba the Hutt's gang to try and capture Skywalker when he goes to rescue Frozen Han. He, my problem with books like this is you're, it's between movies that you've already seen right and you know what happens to the main characters so why make them the main characters well that's the thing about the star wars universe they've 
they've definitely padded in the cracks for fans and a lot of fans have enjoyed the fact that there's kind of filling to how to get from movie a to movie b yeah but for the average fan or just the average kind of watcher they don't really care like this that's not a crack that i was like i didn't need to see more boba fett like i'm not a dude that's, that's like, what i mean yeah um like i need more bounty hunter and like doing all these side missions in order for me to get a full-fledged picture you gave it to me in the in the film right like to their detriment, which I think Star Wars understands now and Star Wars fans understand now, they only really had like one family of Star Wars and it was all the Skywalkers. Yeah. Beyond that, they hadn't done any work on anyone new. Which is ridiculous. Like you gotta like So like when you're going to these comic books, you have to keep leaning on these characters as opposed to like going to a wealth like you're going planet to planet to planet. You're telling me there's not other cool people in any of these planets? The fact that you have to keep leaning on Luke, you have to keep leaning on Han, you have to keep leaning on Leia. Yeah. Like that kind of, that hurts the property in the end run because once you don't have those characters anymore, who do you have left? You got jicks. You got yeah, and uh, what's it? B- big box. giz, box. big big jizz. <laughs> There's a guy in in his name, Big Jizz. Yeah, he's. I was gonna say awesome, but he's not. He's not. He sucks, and they race because of beef. I like the. Oh, he kind of no looks reason. like a tiger. He's, he's, he's all right. I don't know. I. The, you don't need Boba Fett. You don't need Luke. You don't need Hanzo. I'd rather have a story of guys I don't know, like Big Jizz and and Jack <laughs> and Jix. Yeah. Um, but basically, a guy names um, guy named Prince Zizor, Zizor, <laughs> and the Black Sun. Which is fine. It's a gang wants oh, to have Luke killed and, and blame the Empire for it, so that it causes unrest and everything. And they can, that's a cool plot. Okay. The and then you have Boba Fett transferring luke's bot it's like i get the plot the plot's kind of a cool idea we don't need all the the main pieces in my opinion there's yeah. a scene where uh the, there's these bounty hunters that want in on boa fett's bounty and the way they approach the situation is so fucking stupid <laughs> they're kind of like hey give us your bounty he's like no and then he shoots them <laughs> it's like you think like <laughs> you think they'd be a little more slick than that like i don't no, it's kind of perfect for the world that they're in. Because you forget that like Star Wars is supposed to be kind of like this grit, real kind of like shit doesn't really go by plan. A lot of things are kind of, hey, there happened to be this little panel that they didn't seal up, so we have this small little chance, right? So like for me, the read was fairly smooth, right? Like it's I, a smooth I, read, I, but it's just... I got into it. It's just I I didn't care, and like all the stuff that's happening is more funny than it is like oh this helps fulfill like how the trilogy is so much more deeper and richer it's like i don't care about big jizz man like unless he's dropping a mistake i'm probably not gonna say anything about big jizz i'd rather have a story of bosk that's his name bosk bosk lizard guy but he's so stupid he's just like cut us in and bullfett's like think again and, then, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it and he just shoots them all and it's like i mean i'm pretty right. sure i'm not 100 sure but i'm pretty sure that all the comics were built to make um What's his name? Look like a badass. Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. He's yeah. not. He. Okay, this guy got eaten by accident. Yep. That was the end of his chapter. Now they got him in the Mandalorian. It's like, okay, well. What are you talking about, Coke? You're not buying into a hero or anti-hero whose no. ship is named Slave no. One. No, what? fuck, fuck Boba Fett. <laughs> you don't like the Slave One? No. He sucks, man. <laughs> Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? It's the, it's Hansel hits the jet back and he's gone. And he's dead. Well, if you're looking to make fans on the internet, definitely insult their their one true chosen messiah, which is I know. Old. I mean, he looks cool. Okay, yeah, but does he? Does he? Not, actually, I don't like his color scheme to be honest. Yeah, but I, I the helmet looks cool. All right, I give him that. With an antenna on it, get out of here. But uh, there's no surprises in this because you know 
you know what's gonna happen. So big jizz and Jicks get into a <laughs> they get into a race, right? This comic is only worth reading because you laugh at the fact that it is a dude named Big Jizz. And I, it's it's a G, so it's it's probably Big Giz, but I, I'm gonna assume it's Big Jizz because it sounds funny. I stand to be corrected. There's no other way to pronounce it but jizz. Okay. Even if they put the G in it, that's the whole gif, gif shit. Like they knew what they were doing. If you want them to be big biz, easy. If you want to be big biz, <laughs> no, they didn't want that. They simple. wanted big jizz. You wanted jizz. So because he makes think, big jizzes. If you think you're being subtle, you're not. You could have called him big piz, and <laughs> could have been better. But big fizz. Big fizz. <laughs> big yiz. <laughs> big yeah. There's big miz. If we have to make up funny nicknames for characters in a comic, chances are we're probably not going to read that comic anymore. Big Diz. See? No, they went with the G. Big Jizz. <laughs> Good job, guys. He we'll loses the race and Jix gets into the gang. And that's how it ends. Ta-da! Like, it's... It's, it's so Disney. <laughs> can't, can't wait for the next issue, this one. Yeah, no, I, I'm done with it. I it's I don't need that. I'd rather, Like I said, I'd rather... If, if it centered around uh, characters I wasn't familiar with, probably more interesting to me but luke and frozen han solo is not going to do it for me because you know how it you, you know how it ends already yeah and so uh all this like you said is just filler use use more brown when you're drawing lando he, he looked blue in the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. little, little 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 pasty doesn't he yeah a little like, it looks like he's like a little mayo around the collar i was like yeah this is not the lando i know no. maybe new lando but i'm not ready for clone lando <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? Making good? No, we shouldn't go there. Okay. <laughs> you know a tangent that's not gonna. Work yeah, out yeah, we shouldn't go there. Okay. What do you? What do you got next? You got one more, right? I do. I have fucking the amazing The Simpsons Futurama crossover crisis number two, which is great. Uh, um, written by Ian Boothby, pencils by James Lloyd. Uh, chapter one's called Slaves of New New York. So again, I got to make another slave joke because they keep throwing it in. And <laughs> stop can't. making jokes. <laughs> I can't stop making jokes about it. You wonder why we waited till March to start doing reviews of this. Because um, it happened to coincide that we have like four comic books that mention slaves. Somehow. Yeah, I didn't, even, I didn't even realize that Like, because I read them all apart. But yeah, it, When we come together, things yeah. become a little more illuminated. This, this is together. everything you love about Futurama comics. Uh, sorry, Futurama TV show and Simpson TV show. The fact that um, in comics... It's just, just 2005. Yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, in comic books, it's just them squeezing as many jokes on a page as they possibly can. Yes. So if you're already a fan of their type of humor, these are just treats for the eyes, especially when you do stuff like crossover episodes. And essentially, this was Far uh, Professor Farnsworth makes this kind of dimension-cutting um, machine, and it ends up in Bender's kind of possession, and Bender transports himself to Springfield, that dimension. And that's the whole part one. And part two is now the Simpsons and the majority of Springfield comes through to New New York. So you're getting all the amazing crossovers that you never thought you would get. Um, animated, right? But in a comic book form. So Professor Frank is meeting up with Farnsworth. Uh, the Simpsons are meeting up with kind of Planet Express. Um, Moe Mo the bartenders like with uh, I can't remember, uh, the robotic love boat bartender. There's all these like weird little panels. Yeah. Of, not much is happening in terms of like plot driven. It's essentially like um, everyone from Springfield is now going to get brainwashed and kind of be used as slaves in New New York because they're 
different looking in yellow. Oh man, this is not as good if I'm looking <laughs> deeper into the ideology of it. Uh, <laughs> but removing that, this is just them finding ways to make as many Simpsons jokes at uh, Futurama's expense and vice versa, which is the fun part in it. They just keep finding ways to, to throw Barney and Otto into futuristic instances or like examples and like having comic book guy just say everything here is terrible and it is not like return of the jedi so yeah um, well the the like you said the humor what, what impressed me is the humor is very much intact for these um it's got it's it's not written by the guys who do the, the show obviously but it's got the same type of humor so it's it's very well done in that sense i, yeah, the, I was a big the, fan the, the of the tone never changes. Sorry, the tone never changes. It's always no. in the in the loo of the cartoon, so that's why you know it. You you can't take anything seriously, like the fact that they have Mafia Donbot talking to Fat Tony. It's just like yeah, oh, okay. it's great. Yeah, and there's, there's and there's nods to movies like Aliens and Star Wars. Um, the, there's the Made Men versus the Made Men. Right. Um, <laughs> you get Mr. Burns meeting up with Mom from Mom Industries, and they yeah. have that whole power struggle. Even even Fry's like Coke like memory flashbacks. He'll just like have those like uh, those flashbacks of memory, but it's it's similar to like a coke addict. Like after they've had they've done coke, they all have flashbacks, right? <laughs> uh, it's even it's even got its own uh, 2001 uh, Space Odyssey. So like this is just it always reads as like a labor of love because yeah. anyone that's working on the project is just including as much pop culture and things that they like, using the voices and kind of the viewpoint of Futurama for this specific issue. Um, it, it doesn't really end. It begins kind of a new sort of arc when yes. Captain Brannigan ends up kind of capturing most of Springfield and making them work on his ship as employees. Yeah. Uh, not going to say slaves anymore because I don't want to ruin this book for myself. <laughs> Employee um, labor, not slave labor. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> it's a good read despite the way that we're not making it sound that way. Um, and again, it's just a fun kind of like comic comic book like, look like simpsons we lean more towards i've never read a future heroes and graphic novels this yeah i've never read I a future comic it. before but i've read simpsons comics and they just they work well as comic books the art I mean, transfers over so well um humor does too if you, if you have the right type of writers and and then the, the look it like it, it you're literally pulling snapshots from the tv show the fact that you're getting to see yeah these characters in the same place is something you could only see if someone else was drawing it or you're drawing it yourself right so it's such a good mismatch of two of matt Groening's best beloved works and the fact that bongo comics has built itself off of humor like i'm pretty sure all they put out is simpson and kind of simpson related comic books yeah they're a testament to you don't have to really have capes to be successful no uh and you know that I am. It's great. I recommend it. I'll keep reading. It's funny, hilarious. Um, maybe I should read into a little more of how they enslaved all the yellow people real fast. Um, because everything deserves a microscope. Nope, that's not magnifying glass. But uh, microscope works. Please. I'm I'm, I'm going to say don't take this as seriously as we've taken other comics we've talked about. Nah, it's The Simpsons. Those those are bad. It's The Simpsons. Um... I mean, uh, Apu was still a problem. So <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Nobody's safe. Fair Nobody's enough. Safe. What's and the what's the, what's the actor's name who does his voice? Uh, Hank Azario. Hank Azario. Yeah, great guy. The beloved Whoops. beloved Hank Azario. But yeah, kind of a misstep. 
whoops that came back to bite him didn't it that's that's another episode yeah <laughs> my <laughs> last two you guys anything else to say <laughs> i cut myself i don't want to go down that okay yeah, all right so my last issue is um we stand on guard that's the first issue of this from um brian cave who you might know from Saga and Why the Last Man and Steve Scorch and drawn by Matt Hollingsworth and Phonographics. So this was new back when I was still doing, when I was still collecting comics weekly. And I remember seeing it, it's like, we stand on guard. It's like, what's that about? It's like, oh, it's Canada versus US in a post apocalyptic world. I was like, Fuck yes, it. I will yeah. take that. Year is 2112 uh, in, in Ottawa and all the countries are pretty much at war. I kind of, that was kind of a cool little. Um, we're not far off that, by the way. No, every single country was militant for itself. It's like, oh, did you get the stuff from China? No, you know, the Turkey's got it. Okay, well, it's like every <laughs> country is is its own thing. I mean, every country is its own thing, but there's no just walls up everywhere, right? Right. Um, as Canadians, the product placements in this are out of this world. Well, you get Timmy's off the bat. Off the and- bat. You get you get C, uh, CBC off the bat. Off the bat, there's Tim Hortons. There's references to the War of eighteen twelve. There's Canadian Tire stuff. There's Stanley Cup stuff. Superman stuff. The Outlanders, uh, Canadian book, no? Uh, could be. Possibly. There's Parliament. Sure there's stuff people. I missed. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying the amount of the amount of Canadiana that they squeezed into the pages before like even stuff started happening was great. Right. So yeah. already I'm, I'm kind of, I'm sold anytime you make America the bad guy, yeah. not to say that they're it's, the bad it's, guy, but it's, it's a flex that they don't play enough of. Yeah. Because they, you know, they got villains. Oh, there. They got villains down there. And oh yeah. This is image comics, by the way. I don't think I mentioned that, but this is the, image. the, did you talk about how it starts off and then kind of the flash forward too? Yeah. Because, well, yeah. It starts out. Yeah, that's right. It starts off with um, well, twelve years later, Canada versus U.S. And yeah, it's twelve years later, and the main girl, yeah. So the, there's a family in Ottawa mm-hmm. in twenty one twelve, and they get nuked. <laughs> yeah, Amer- America came full full yeah. blast. Yeah, and they bomb the city they're in, uh, which fries the entire family. There's a family of four that they're that they're um, focusing on at this point, and only uh, the children survive. Right, little boy and little girl, and then it fast forwards to twelve years later, and the once Cut little two, girl yeah. is now a young woman um, in an ice field in yellow knife, yeah, in all it's, white with like a crossbow. And I was like, Hannah, like it just flashed me to that's the right, movie. yes. Hannah, have you ever seen that? I was like, yeah, oh. yeah, very. So I was, yeah. I was already all in off of that, right? Forget about the whole, all the Canadian kind of uh, iconography and all the cool kind of nods and stuff that I would know, and just the premise. The, Premise is cool itself, right? Like, what yeah. if our, our neighbors turned into bad guys? Yeah. But the fact that, like, she already seemed like such a great heroine off the bat, and then it starts to play off of what the world really is. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And and so she's up in Canada in Yellowknife looking for her brother. And uh, there's machines from, from the States that are kind of like scouts, so like these dog like machines that she'll run into and, and have to take out. But while she's fighting one, she meets a team of vigilantes who are all stereotypical <laughs> canadian um like cookie cutters but it's they're all different like one's the, and, one and french all, guy yeah french canadian yeah they're all very still like any stereotypical canadian that they could muster that it's made a team of and she has to uh basically prove herself with the team 
and to kind of join up with them to yeah, because they don't fight know back on the American robots. She doesn't. They don't know if she's a sleeper agent, if she's American. Right. She's just this random girl in the middle of a forest, right? So already you have this nice little tension of these GI Joe Canadian troops versus this one girl, and if that's even gonna. It's very GI Joe-ish, right? But like whatever the GI Canadian Joe A would be, or GI A or AI Joe. There we go. It's one of those. Um, <laughs> the fact is, they don't even really get to do a meet and greet before the action keeps ramping up, which is a good sense of what this comic is. Before you get a chance to breathe, another American's going to come and kind of shoot your face off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's um, constant. And there's a, a giant fucking robots in this. And this issue yeah. is basically all set up. With some, good, with, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just going to say a good look of what's to come, right? Like the, Yes. If we're talking about the the lead characters being G.I. Joe's, the weaponry and kind of the robots that are using are definitely Transformers mm-hmm. or like Zord Life. Like they're, they're larger than life robots and it, it shows that Americans put all their money into kind of their their U.S. Um, defense and uh, offense yeah, budgets, which, right? Like it's insane. Which is, which is believable. And um, yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. Like you said, it's 2112 where it takes place. We're not far off that. I hope it doesn't come to these drastic... Well, it's twenty. It's yeah, twenty one twenty four. It's twenty one twelve at the beginning, and it's twenty one twenty four. So I mean, we're a hundred years off, which is, yeah, you know. not, not that far in the grand scheme of things. I hope it doesn't turn into like a. I don't want to talk about the ins and outs of how hard it's going to be to fight a war if you share a border. Yeah. <laughs> with yeah. your neighbor. Um, but the action is intense because they're trying to take down this one robot, and you kind of get to get a bit of each archetypes. Like there's this superhero kind of superman lover who's got the superman uh logo tattooed on his arm and superman he's kind of, is motherfucking canadian he goes into that whole story but he's kind yeah. of um kind of the knight in shining armor because he he offers to help patch up the girl first um you have like a bombs expert you have like a weapons expert like they all play their role so it's interesting to have her now enter this kind of unit and see how she's going to fit in with these kind of survivalists i like the um the ending there where they, they fight the giant robot and then the pilot, the American pilot from within uh, is revealed and yeah. they're kind of, they're like, all right, who's going to shoot him? All right. You know, someone's got to shoot him. Like, let's get the, let's get the young, let's get the new girl too. Cause she has to prove herself. And while they're talking, she just caps him. <laughs> yeah. Like while they're trying to figure out the morality of like, Hey, should we make this new girl do it? She picks yeah. up a gun and shoots him. Yeah. Yes. That's just like any goes. questions. Like I was like, yeah, this chick's badass. And amazing art too, right? Like they really go in on that bullet hole straight yes. between his eyes. Yeah. It's not completely gory, but it's definitely like they, they're not shying you away from, yeah, what's going on. It's, uh, it, it, for lack of a better word, it's smooth. Like everything looks kind of like polished, even though like this world is very much uh, in war. So a lot of things are kind of blowing up and bloodied. And the fact that this this start of the book is starting off in Yellowknife. If you know anything about Canada, it's our territories. So as far north as you can go without hitting a pole, here you are, right? So yeah. this is like the deepest, coldest, most remote, most remote areas of our country. And it's awesome that that's kind of where this war is. Like that's how insane it's been. Like if it's probably already taken over Toronto, like yeah. Ottawa, Montreal, like those are probably smoked out i was gonna say i was gonna say you gotta assume that everything close to the border especially toronto uh 
has just been overtaken right now. So they're yeah, they're way up there trying to fight back. Did you keep going on this? I did. Or would you go? Yeah. I am. I'm on issue three. I'm still on issue three. Yeah. I have all of them here. I remember reading. I remember. I don't remember everything about it. I remember being good, and then I remember it uh, ending too soon, type thing. Yeah, that, that's the one bet I would be is like, oh, this seems like a comic that's gonna be too good to be true, so they're gonna end up ruining the ending somehow. Yeah, I remember the ending being disappointing, but I think it was because it was it just happened too fast. I was like, man, I want more of this because it's only a five issue thing. But uh, it, of all the comics we've read, this is something that I would love to see moved into movies. I yeah, don't know what cool. the reality of that is because Americans don't really like seeing themselves painted as villains. Yeah, it would have to be Canadian production. It wouldn't be. Yeah, I don't think it would get American play. Unless uh, there was like good Americans mixed in with the bad ones or some <laughs> shit like that. You know? Or yeah, or they like they make a caveat of like, oh, it's only Nazis that have started taking <laughs> <laughs> well actually america was taken over first by the nazis <laughs> but not really because america is too strong to be taken over so we were in hiding and the nazis they're the ones who attacked canada and then we helped the canadians <laughs> win it all because we're the best or they do a true director's cut and just flip roles and canadians are actually the villains yes yeah with the, with the robot up. dogs yeah. yeah so we all live in igloos and eating popsicles and try to take over america <laughs> i would watch both to be honest with you i would yes. laugh either way as would i actually Eating popsicles and igloos. That's all, that's all we do, really, on weekends. I mean, it's summertime. <laughs> <laughs> but that was uh, four and four, right? Yeah. Wow, that was yeah. quite cool. fast. Well, yeah, we have issues. Not, not quite we, as good as the first batch, which was two I, episodes ago, 45. You wonder why we breezed through these. A lot of these dug up some <laughs> social injustices. <laughs> well, I, I remember that the Power Man thing. That shit blew me away. I was like, this In is our lives. this is fucking right from page one. I was like, this is not not good. Uh, we, we, to the Luke Cage fans out there, uh, we're gonna do more Luke Cage stuff, if only to get the taste out of our own mouths so. and highlight some yeah. actual like good issues that. Or when they just come in and bring in kind of different writers and different yeah. voices on different properties. I'm sure all eight of these comics would have a completely different tone if somebody else was writing them. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, not today. <laughs> not today. No, no. I, I've had enough. I've had enough 1976 Power Man. <laughs> what fucking... Why does he keep going back to the silk shirts? I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. It's not Nick, practical. Knickknack. Talking about knickknack. <laughs> Okay, man. Like, I don't want to. I, I've, I, I'm like, I don't want to read this. <laughs> this this no, sounds weird in my fucking head. I don't want. Anyways. Yeah. No. Nobody cares. Nobody. 